Hello, Fried fans, and welcome to Season 4 of Fried, the Burnout Podcast. I'm your host, Kate Donovan, and my mission with Fried is to hashtag end burnout culture. On this pod, we end burnout culture by sharing stories of people who have been through it all, sharing expert tips from the best in the burnout field, sharing hashtag straight from Kate episodes with my own expertise and some fun research now that I'm a student again, plus sharing actionable steps to help you end burnout starting today. If you're feeling burnt out right now and you need personalized guidance, you can book a free breakthrough burnout call with me. You'll find the link bit.ly backslash call Kate in the show notes. Also, if you love fried and want to be part of our community, we'd love to have you. Just head over to Facebook and type in fried the burnout podcast discussion and click to join our group. It's a place for continued healing, deeper conversations and connections with people who just get it. And now for this week's episode. Hello, Fried Fam. We are back with another episode, hashtag Straight From Kate. And on the last Straight From Kate episode, I tackled the negative side of positive thinking part one. And in that episode, I focused on the brain anatomy of burnout to explain why just throwing a rainbow and a smile on things doesn't help when you're burnt out, why gratitude can be a challenge. And today, we're going to talk about another aspect of positivity that lends itself to burnout. And I swear, at some point, I will write about when positivity is actually positive, but for now, I'm going to stick to this. So when you're taking, for instance, a COVID test, a false positive is a good thing. It means that you got a test that said you were positive and need to quarantine and shut down your life, but in reality, you're not really sick and you're safe to move about your life. Yay for false positive. You're not actually sick. But false positivity in other parts of your life is not so celebratory. False positivity is also known as spiritual bypassing, which is a term coined by Buddhist teacher and psychotherapist John Wellwood in the 80s. He describes it as, and I quote, the tendency to use spiritual ideas and practices to sidestep or avoid facing unresolved emotional issues, psychological wounds, and unfinished developmental tasks. So let's break that down into everyday people talk. When you're using spiritual ideas or positive thinking to avoid facing your shit, emotional or otherwise, you're not in the long run doing yourself any favors. So if you have a closet that really needs to be cleaned out and you don't clean it out for like 12 years, it doesn't get cleaner. Right? We all get this. We all know that when other people spread this sort of false positivity or spiritual bypassing on us, it can be really hurtful. For instance, when you're told that your loved one is, quote unquote, in a better place just after they've died, is another person's way of spiritually bypassing your emotions, right? They are spiritually bypassing your emotions because your emotions are making them uncomfortable. Also, being told to look at the silver lining of losing your job the day you get fired can be really frustrating. Somebody saying, but look, you'll have all sorts of free time, you know, and like that's really annoying. We don't want to hear that the moment we find out we lose our jobs. But here's the kicker. As much as we are bothered by people doing this to us, we do it to ourselves. And I know we do it to ourselves and I know you do it to yourself because we talk about this in your coaching sessions all the time. 
So, so, so often in the burnout world, people tell me that they just need to change their mindsets and then their jobs won't be so bad, right? Meanwhile, they're being exploited, bullied, and emotionally abused. Thinking that you can only work on the internal stuff and avoid working on the external stuff is spiritually bypassing at its finest. Thinking that you can gratitude your way out of burnout in a job that is killing you is false positivity. Thinking that you can just really focus on the good parts of your relationship with a narcissist isn't actually going to make that relationship any better or safer for you. I just want you to imagine that you're in the middle of the ocean, you've just cut yourself on something, you're bleeding, and you see a shark next to you. False positivity and spiritually bypassing would be like thinking, if I just send this shark enough love, he won't eat me. If I focus on how warm and pleasant the water is, I won't even notice that the shark is there. Or, sharks are generally pretty avoidant of humans, so I'm probably fine. Right? Like, if you're burnt out right now, you need to move away from the shark. Sending it meta-loving kindness is not going to keep you safe, and it's not going to convince your brain that you're safe, either. It's not going to make you feel safe to try and make friends with the shark. It's not going to make you feel safe to focus on the warm water. It's not going to make you feel safe to remember that there are certain intellectual facts that are in your favor. If your job, even if it's your business, right, if you're an entrepreneur, if your business or your job is killing you, reminding yourself of your salary, that one coworker that you really like, and the short commute that you appreciate, isn't going to make your job kill you less. No matter how many Instagram memes tell you to focus on the positives and make gratitude lists. Burnout recovery requires a level of honesty that a lot of us avoid and will also likely require as many external changes as internal shifts. Is this the right job? Is this the right person? Are these the right friends? Do I even like this outfit? How do I like my tomatoes sliced? Do I need to pee right now? Am I thirsty? Truth, honesty, candor, frankness. These will help you build a life where positivity is more natural, is actually a part of things in your life without you having to force it, to search for it constantly, and to fake it when you don't actually feel like it because somebody else says that you're supposed to or because the current culture says that you're supposed to. So this week, Fried Family, I want you to do one small thing that you know you need to do in order to jumpstart or continue along your burnout recovery journey. Maybe you're not ready to change your job, but you know that you'll need to. So start to freshen up your resume or your CV. Maybe you're an entrepreneur who needs to leave behind a piece of your business that's profitable but draining the life out of you. It's time to start to formulate a plan to do that sustainably. I'm not saying cut it off tomorrow. I'm saying figure out how you can replace those funds so you can let go of that piece that's draining you or give it to somebody else, right? There's so many options here. You need to create a plan to make the change sustainably because putting yourself into financial strife is not going to help you feel safe when you're recovering from burnout. Maybe you're a mother who really hates cleaning 
and you can afford to get help, even if it's only once a month. But you've been embarrassed, even though every time you clean, you're swearing and miserable. You don't want to tell your friends that you need help. You don't want to tell your husband or your partner that you need help. You don't want to admit that you dislike cleaning so much, whatever happens to be. Go ahead and find out what the real cost of having your house cleaned once a month would be and start looking on Thumbtack for some options, right? So I'm not saying that you need to flip and turn everything in your life right now and make massive big changes, but take some small steps toward some changes that you know need to happen. When I'm working with people as doing coaching one-on-one, I'm not usually telling people things that they don't already know. We are creating space, permission, and accountability for things to actually happen, right? So make something actually happen this week, something small, something small, even if the action this week is admitting the thing that needs to change. Just actually, honestly, instead of spiritually bypassing it, adding a false positivity to it, instead of if you own your own business and you need to get rid of a part of it or a person in it or something in it, and you are trying to convince yourself not to because it's going to be difficult and uncomfortable, but it's difficult and uncomfortable every day because you hate it, start creating a plan for how you're going to make that change. That level of planning and control will let your brain feel a little bit better. And when it comes time to actually do the thing, you're not going to do it based off of some explosive emotion. You're going to do it systematically. It's going to feel probably still a little fearful. You might be disappointing some people, but it will be easier because you will have a plan. All right. So whatever it is, Take one step toward the change that you know needs to happen to help you move through burnout, even if you are loath to admit that you know it needs to happen. You don't have to finish it this week. Just take the first step. You have totally got this. I believe in you. And if you're in the Facebook group for extra accountability, you can drop in what you are planning to do. You can ask for accountability on it. You can ask for plans, creative solutions on how to solve it. Sometimes we need other people's eyes and brains, right? Let us know what you need to change and we will help you change it. All right, Fried Fam. Until next time.